Welcome to episode three. I should look at the camera. Um, I'm Jeff. Yeah, so we're uh, we're here. Dom, can you talk for me? I'm talking. Can't Actually, I can't even hear myself. There we go. Wrong channel. Wrong audio channel. That's what I get for not putting the audio channels right next to you. Did you hit record? I did. Record. It is. It is recording this time. Uh, no, but because normally I just. Um, I would have our channel like one and two, right? Because there's only two of us. But mm. because the microphones in this configuration are usually like one, two, three, and then four, I didn't do that. I just left it on one and four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I should also set my timer. That would be a good idea. <laughs> good reminder. Got to forget something, right? right? Like that uh, autofocus. Autofocus? Oh, the camera. No, I didn't. I didn't forget it. I put it on. Oh, I didn't see you do it. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, scratch that. Yeah, I put it. I put it there. Um, but yeah, welcome to episode three, everybody. We are once again live on Twitch. Uh, um, where do we want to start? So yeah, I wanted to, uh, the weather. <laughs> Fresno weather. <laughs> Fresno, California weather. Um, it's strange because it's raining and storming out in the middle of I guess we're technically still in spring, aren't we? We're not in summer yet. No, I think summer is later in May or June. It's still weird, though. Yeah. Like, it's been hot, it's been gross, and then all of a sudden, rain. Like, not only rain, but there's a, a winter storm warning up in the... the Yeah. I thought we were already out of winter. A winter storm warning in the middle of spring. Cal- I, I... Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of The Day After Tomorrow. I've never seen that. Never. Dude, that movie freaked me out as a kid. Is that another... Is that an apocalyptic movie? Um, I mean, it's not necessarily the end of the world, but it really puts humanity on the, on the brink of, like, the end of their civilization, basically. And basically, it's just, like, climate change to the extreme where, like, a mother nature... I guess tries to fix itself. I don't know. Actually, that's technically incorrect. Basically, the world is going through a it's putting itself through another ice age. That's basically what it is. And humanity's trying to f- survive that and figure out what the hell's going on and one lead scientist is fixing it or trying to convince everybody like, "Look, this is what could potentially happen." And then it turns out it happened way sooner than he had anticipated. Um, but just everything that happens, it just really freaked me out as a kid. How old is that movie? I guess you were a kid, so it's pretty... It it was like at least 10 years ago. I remember seeing Mm. it in theaters, um, so yeah. But yeah, it's just like, because up in the mountains, it's snowing like a lot. I mean, there's nothing wrong against that. It's No, it's good, but it's just, it's weird. It's uncharacteristic of California. I mean, I guess not because California's always had a really funky weather. But even I guess recently, but it as a in in history, California has always been like a dry, dry state. Well, it is a desert for yeah. the most part. I yeah. mean, makes sense. But it's kind of funny, like when you see people with like the palm trees and like the green grass, and it's like that doesn't belong here. Yeah, like especially you know? up in Chico, the city of trees, as they call it, beautiful city. It's known for it's not just it's you know how much how much trees it has, but also it's diverse the diversity of, of the trees uh, it's just super super green and super super beautiful but yeah that technically shouldn't exist in california 
Well, see, because I was going to make a comment about how all the trees and all the grass is like brown and dead. So I thought mm-hmm. you were going to be like, oh, beautiful city, ugly trees. You know? Uh, no, no, it's quite the opposite. No, I'm kidding. Are they the ones using up all of our water in California? Is that why we're in a drought? That's why the because north the is hogging city up. city of trees. Yeah, they're using hogging up the water. water. Yeah, that's what it is, the north, man. Well, we can't. <laughs> the north. <laughs> Game of Thrones, it is the season. They got to make all the references that we can. Right. But it's just weird because I got a, a notification about winter all is the, coming back with that winter storm. With warning. that winter storm warning in spring, nearing summer. Yeah. Uh, why? Because reasons. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It was like a random, random thing because we were gonna go up to the mountains this weekend, um, and it's like, oh, like this part of the highway is closed because it's snowing. Yeah. What? What? What time of year is it? Anyways, moving on. Uh, minor thing, just on the topic of things, Grumpy Cat, the internet legend and meme lord before there were meme lords, has passed away at, like, I think age seven. That's what they said, yeah. So in cat years, what is that? Dog years or seven years? Cat years are worth three or five? Uh, he wasn't that old. Like, he would have to be at least in cat years, like, like in his 20s. But that's still kind of young for a cat. Seven years is still young yeah for I've, a cat yeah i've because I've, I've heard of cats that live up to be like 18 or 20 years old and then cat years that's old and you can tell um it takes you see them physically that they can barely move they lost all their teeth at that point um so i'm imagining maybe an accident or health issue came up well i believe grumpy cat had a health issue i mean to begin with that is why he or she i think it was a she i could be wrong i always assumed it was a male cat but i could be wrong yeah Look it up. Uh, but I believe they had they had a health condition anyways, which is why their face looked the way it did. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that, you know, caught up to them, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, it's a girl cat. So she. It's unfortunate, though. One of the, the meme lords, the Internet meme lords has been vanquished. Tis a grumpy day. Tis a grumpy day. Yeah, people were posting a ton of pictures of like their cats with the grumpy cat face. It's mm-hmm. just really sad. That cat is small too. Like, have you seen photos of grumpy cat like in relation to people? Mm-mm. She is a small cat, like really small, like a kitten-sized cat. Hmm. It's really cute. But yeah, I remember like grumpy cat memes when I was in middle school. You know, like that was that was the meme. You know. Yeah, I really didn't see them until college. Um... Yeah, because I really didn't use Facebook until like after I graduated from high school. Uh, but yeah, Grumpy Cat memes, they're, they were the thing. It was the thing that like even, you know, your parents knew, right? Your grandma knew about Grumpy Cat. Yeah. So, Also, I, I think about how much money do her, her owners have? Like, did they make because of that cat? I mean, I th- I heard that they were gonna make a movie off of Grumpy Cat. Like, they were. Gonna, they, like it was gonna be like an animated thing, and they were gonna basically yes. like the the cat was gonna be a girl. And there was an outrage, like, why is Grumpy Cat going to be a girl? Like, people were hating that. And that's why, at that point, like, I kind of didn't like that either, because I was like, but it's a boy cat, isn't it? But then now you're telling me, like, no, it's a female. I'm like, oh, cat. oh, okay. So that, never mind. Sounded. That's why it's a girl, people, because it's a girl, girl. cat. It's a girl. I think um, even picked out the voice actress, too. I forgot who it was. I wonder if they're still doing that or if that project got canceled. Because I remember hearing about that, but I, uh, obviously recently I haven't heard anything about it. I think the last I heard, if I heard anything was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. That yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The cat was in a comic a few times, too. Oh, okay. So, but, like, 
I think there was an article or something on it about how much money the family has made or the owner owners. I don't know them. Uh, and it's like, I, th- I believe there's something where they put everything they made from Grumpy Cat towards Grumpy Cat. So like giving her toys and everything. But it's like, what now? Yeah. You know, how much how much money did these people make off of their cat? You know, like, let's just be real here. I want to know. Anyways, that is their little little thing. Really sad. May Grumpy Cat rest in peace. May Grumpy Cat rest in peace. So we got to talk about this petition from people to uh, so i know you're not caught up on game of thrones so like we're obviously not going to get into the stuff that's going on Mm -hmm. but you've obviously heard of the backlash from this season yeah like people were just upset just like how the story goes or what happens with characters that's just my understanding of yeah that's basically it and so there is a petition now i believe uh, yeah there's a petition to completely remake the eighth season with competent writers I cannot tell you how frustrating and how stupid that is, at least in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so like I've seen some reactions on like Twitter. A lot of people saying like, I can't believe people are so entitled that they think that it needs to be redone because they didn't like it. Yeah. I kind of agree with that because it's like people are mad. I feel like because the story is not going the way that they wanted it to, because like Game of Thrones is one of those TV shows where it's like you can speculate for days right Mm -hmm. and people come up with their theories and what they think is going to happen so when their theory is wrong and it doesn't happen they get upset Mm -hmm. and now that's why there's a ton of backlash because like we're ending things off and it's not ending how people want it to end you know i just think like a petition to redo anything any movie it's getting out of control it's kind of yeah it's it's out of control because like and that's why I, I was just shaking my head. I'm just like, like this, like seriously, well, it's I'm like, so tired of hearing this crap. It's like the petition to uh, redo The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you may not like it, but that doesn't mean that it needs a petition it, to be changed. Yeah. Because you didn't like it. Right. You know, it's like, you're, you're not the writer. I'm not the writer. Right. It's like, just accept it for what it is. You don't have to like it. No one's forcing you to like it and then move on. Yeah. Don't. It's just so frustrating that there's a petition. Like, <sighs> I'm just kind of curious. Like, I don't. I'm not saying that I need to know the identity, but it's like, who is it? Like the same group of people that are doing this for everything, Last Jedi, Game of Thrones. Like, there's if someone doesn't like it, I already hear like almost every week a petition for this, a petition for that. I'm like, is it like the same group of people that are just getting ticked off? I feel like it's possible, um, but it is also the collective internet. So people are just that opinionated that they need to start a petition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In general, I think it's getting pretty out of hand with all these petitions that are happening around. Like, I definitely remember for Last Jedi. So I don't even think there was really one for Solo. But there was one for, what, Kathleen Kennedy to get fired or something? Probably. You know, it's basically a petition for all this stuff where fandom is getting butthurt and they want something to change. I can sympathize if that's the right word or empathize with these people in terms of like i totally get your frustration because like you know i'm not a big fan of the last jedi but i'm not saying it has to be redone you know could i possibly set myself up for failure with you know how some characters arcs went sure but do i wish some things have been changed sure but you know what it is what it is and you know let's see what happens in the next movie and now that's what i was saying you know off off mic was 
you know, with how social media is existing today and the internet, you know, people are having a bigger voice now than they did 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even, you know, um, and then now people are feeling entitled to start something. And now it's just kind of like, well, what good is a petition now these days? You know, I feel like a petition, if it meets its goal, it's going to get considered by whatever company it's challenging or whatever, but it doesn't mean it's going to get changed. I've never seen a petition go the way it needs to go. It's, I, I don't I don't necessarily mean this in a bad way, but it is the easiest and laziest way to voice your opinion because I, I believe they're they're literally just one click petitions. Like you go to the, the page, it outlines what the petition is about, and you click once to sign it, right? Because you're yeah. just a number. It's just counting the numbers. Right. So I feel like I, I believe like they had more of an impact before with certain like I don't know. With like more real political issues. Right. But you know, like oh, some sort of proposition or whatever. It's like, oh, you wanna voice your opinion? Start a petition to, you know, challenge this act or whatever. Like it was more for political things, not just now you see petitions for fandom stuff, geeky stuff, just because Game of Thrones season eight's not turning out what people were hoping it would be or whatever. You know what? If I really wanted to, I could have started a petition for Kingdom Hearts three or how that game was, you know? It wasn't the greatest game of the whole series, in my opinion. You know, it doesn't mean I'm going to start a petition about it. Yeah, it's almost that mentality of if you don't like it, then go and change it yourself. Yeah. Like, if you think you could do better, then go and make your own season eight of Game of Thrones. I mean, <sighs> there are people that are in this industry that know what they're doing and they have to work hard at it. Am I saying that I know everything that there is to know about multimedia or the movie industry? No, I'm just barely starting off. Doesn't mean I'm ever going to get there, but on the basic level of like what we're doing here, I can at least say, look, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Like cut these people some slack. You know, they have to work a lot of hours and they have to work hard to get this production stuff up and running like there's a lot that goes into a tv show there's a lot that goes into a movie uh podcast it doesn't matter like there's a lot of work and you think that that they're lazy writing no you're probably just fed up in my opinion that something just didn't go the way you go so me that i'm barely starting off watching the series for the first time when i when i get to the point of season eight i may very well not like how it turned out you know i or i can really like it but i won't know until it gets to that point for me um, and then another thing that I can see happening is that people are going to get upset that um, uh, George Martin, that he's going to change the ending to his books, you know, that he's going to do something with those characters or whatever that totally goes against the show. Like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that, blah, 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 blah. His, it's his freaking story. Like, let him do what he wants. Yeah, it's it's not... it's not your story to change, you know. Yeah, it's what he's doing as a creative person what he feels is best for his world for these characters um this doesn't necessarily mean that he's a good or terrible writer it's just he's doing what he thinks it's right and that's kind of where i go with a lot of when people complain about a character when it's like oh that character wouldn't do that you know that that's happened quite a bit in this recent season you know um it's like oh they wouldn't do that or they wouldn't have done it that way but it's like but they would because that's how they're written. That's their arc. That's what they... 
people, I guess the one I'm trying to get to is like, people are unpredictable, right? People can do things that isn't necessarily characteristic of them to do because of something that's happened, right? Like people can flip like that, you know, like that's it. Um, So characters are the same way, but because we sort of see characters in their like linear progression of like, oh, this is the archetype that this character plays. They're a good person that always does this and always does like the right thing, right? Um, there are things that happen that make a character go in a different way. I mean, it's just what makes humans human. Not to say that it has to be a human that goes through that, but in general, it's like we're creatures that are flawed and things happen that makes us change. And you bring up an interesting thing, like, you know, people expect a certain character to do a certain thing. And the you instantly brought me back into Luke Skywalker. That was one of the ones I was thinking about. And on that part, I feel like Luke Skywalker should have done something different in The Last Jedi just because of what we've seen him go through. Now, I kind of sound like I'm just going against what I just said, but I feel like Luke Skywalker as for an argument i feel like he's established in a certain way where it's like with darth vader's like no there's good in him there's good in him but kylo ren he must be killed but it's like darth vader did a lot of terrible things for like 20 years and kylo ren has only been bad for like not even half that amount of time i would imagine so i kind of thought about this so i'll try and give obviously like we've given our opinions on this back on like you know the other on swords and lasers and whatnot but i'll give my opinion again and kind of elaborate on it where it's like so he did say in the movie that it was like a fleeting shadow it was just like a thought that he acted on Mm -hmm. right and that kind of makes sense because every once in a while like when we're put in stressful situations we act on the first thing that we think about you act on the emotion exactly you don't think logically the emotion comes before the logic but the logic's there and it comes right after the emotion but not until after you've already acted, right? Yeah. And then you immediately regret it. And so in that instance, I can imagine that, I mean, Luke went through a lot of traumatic stuff. Like, the dude was a farm boy, you know? And then he got pulled into a war. Yeah. Like, that's... In a matter of days. And he became, like, the, the number one, like, the star of that war. Yeah. Star Wars. Um, but you got to think that to see that evil like even just starting to manifest itself again, that evil that he was brought in to destroy, like that whole process was so traumatic. Like he's probably like, I don't want this to happen again. He's like, well, the quickest solution, like to avoid all that would just be to kill him. Yeah. Just get it over with right now. You know, or maybe it was just like that brief moment of like, he saw Vader in Kylo and freaked out because of that you know it's like a bad dream so then he you know got his lifesaver out but then he's like oh wait no i can't do this this is not like the jedi thing like hold on and then but that was enough for kylo to wake up and see and then yeah you know so it's like and then at that point kylo goes and kills all the jedi and luke feels responsible because he was like the catalyst essentially right like kylo was the was the fuel the the gas right and then Mm. luke was the spark that actually ignited everything Mm -hmm. so he felt bad and so after that like after you built up a jedi temple and you raise these kids essentially and then one of your students goes off and kills them all because of you you know what i think i'd go on an island too just you know what i don't want to affect anyone or hurt anyone i'm i'm done yeah because then then that would explain why because he even tells ray like the jedi have so many 
faults. Like they're, they're literally to blame for a lot of stuff technically. Um, but that's a whole nother controversial thing. And basically what I'm just trying to get at, I think is, you know, I don't necessarily agree with Luke, what he did as a character in last Jedi, but as a writer, you know, director Ryan Johnson had a vision for the character and he did what he did with it, whether you like it or not. Um, cause in his mind, that's where he saw Luke going, you know, and then now we have JJ Abrams who's writing the character a different way. Maybe. I don't know. There's like a whole thing that I keep thinking about, like, and I know other people have thought about it too. When like the, uh, rise of Skywalker teaser came out and it's like, is, is JJ like retconning, retconning everything, you know, in like Kylo's repairing his mask that was broken in episode eight. Ray has Luke's lightsaber, which was destroyed in episode eight. Mm-hmm. It's like, are they just, is, is JJ bringing all these things that were destroyed or broken in episode eight and just like, I'm going to repair them to bring it back in line with what I thought. But it's yeah. like, it's not like they were never broken. They were, they're just fixed. So it's like, it never happened so much for killing the past. <laughs> well, it's almost a weird thought because it's like, if that's the case, then it's like episode eight had almost no point in the timeline, really. And that's what some people's arguments are. And I totally see that. But I, I, I guess another way to put it, it's like not necessarily a retcon. It's just changing your perspective on it a little bit. Because um, with like Kylo saying, oh, you know, like your parents were nobodies. You know, they're just junk traders that sold you for money or whatever. I have always found an argument that he could have been lying to Ray to, to win her over. But in that initial moment, when I first heard that line, I'm like, seriously, all this hype for Ray's lineage was just thrown aside just for that. Cause till this day, I still think that she has to come from some sort of lineage. Her character, her identity was too hyped up in episode seven to just kill off. Um, cause there's a, there's a scene with Mas Kanata and Her- and, and Han Solo where she's like, who's the girl? And it cuts to the next scene. And I'm just like, you don't do that unless there's some importance. As a director, I wouldn't want to do that unless there is a meaning behind it. Either that or it was just a comedic moment. Because, like, who's the girl? And then it cuts. Because, like, otherwise Han's just going to go through the story that we've already seen. You know? So it's like there's almost no point to include it. But I see that point as well where it's like, oh, there's something there. I feel like she has to be a Skywalker of some kind. I feel she has to, at least a Skywalker or someone of importance, like not just coming from nowhere. Um, and also in the novelization of Force Awakens, uh, there's a, 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 a line where I personally have read the book, but I heard that Kylo acknowledges already that he knows of who the girl is. Mm-hmm. He, he knows it, but he doesn't say who. Um so to me, it's just like, okay, he knows something about Ray before he even meets her in the movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, that's another point. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just, she's just been too hyped up already. And if she's turns out to be a nobody through the end of episode nine, I'm literally going to put in the argument that she's just a Mary Sue character. And I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I like, I would be disappointed if she's not a Skywalker because kind of going back to the lightsaber thing like in the rise of skywalker she has luke's lightsaber you know which is all mended and everything Mm -hmm. which was once anakin's lightsaber like so that's the only reason i can really be i feel like i can be okay with her having that lightsaber because otherwise it's like why doesn't she have her own like 
come on, just build your own. Why do you have to have this one? Yeah. Other than maybe like they just don't have the components anymore, which I guess would also make sense. But I feel like at that point she could take the kyber crystal from the old one and make her own hilt. You or, know, or maybe in those journals that Luke had, it talked about how to uh, construct. It's got to have something. Like she took all of them, all of the ancient texts. There's got to be something in there about how to take a piece of metal and put a crystal in it. You know? Yeah. So. And also, just like the fact that it's the Skywalker saga, like, the prequels were about Anakin Skywalker. The original trilogy was about Luke Skywalker. This one should be about Rey Skywalker. You know, like, that would make sense. I mean, it, Then it, the lightsaber being passed down to each one would make sense. Then even the vision from The Force Awakens would make sense because she has a blood attachment to the lightsaber. Yeah. And even Obi-Wan talking to Rey in her, her little vision in The Force Awakens makes sense because Anakin was trained by Obi-Wan, Luke was trained by Obi-Wan, so now why isn't Rey trained by Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan is just the shepherd of the Skywalkers. There we go. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. I mean, you can also put another spin on it where it is about the Skywalkers because Leia's still part of the fight, not directly in terms of the Jedi ways, but uh, Ben, he's a Skywalker technically, not by name, but by blood. Yeah, but that just... I don't buy it. I don't know. So, like something in my head takes this idea of first three and chronologically we're about Anakin. The next three were about Luke. And then this three has to be about another character because if it's just about the characters that we already know from the original trilogy, then Those I really serve a purpose at that point. Then like, they're, they're side characters. Yeah, exactly. Then like, why do we have these characters other than just to have new characters? It's like, there's, there just doesn't work to me. I don't, yeah. I don't like that idea, Yeah, you know, but well, I, I don't know. It, it would be cool if she's a Skywalker as well, because then it's like she's a Skywalker going up against Ben, who again, yeah. isn't a Skywalker by name, but is by blood, you know? So it's like Skywalker versus Skywalker. And it's like the two, the two halves of Anakin fighting. I don't know. It's just a random thing. You know, it's interesting when you put it, when you say it that way, because I do see Ben as a Skywalker, but I always feel like he is a main character. But if you put, excuse me, like who's more important, I feel like Rey's slightly more important, and then Kylo's right behind her, yeah, like immediately. And I feel like if he's the only Skywalker at that point, then it's not really about the Skywalkers, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to think about. I'd, I'd be happy, too, if they're both Skywalkers and, you know, Perhaps they'll kill each other in the rise of Skywalker, and that will bring balance because it's literally the two sides of Skywalker coming together and fighting. And it's like for there to be balance, they both have to die because if one lives, it's unbalanced. I don't know. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah. Thought to feed the mind. I mean, Palpatine, he technically balanced it out. There's thousands of Jedi and only two Sith. He did. He hey, Order sixty six got rid of most of them. Yep. He did. He was Thanos, except more extreme, and then get his head cut off. Yep. Yep. Guess now Thanos a- was more extreme. Well, he was more extreme in Endgame, but in like Infinity War, he was just like, oh, gotta kill half of everything because he could have just made it an infinite amount of resources well exactly and that's the funny thing about that is it's like well he didn't just kill like half of humanity it was half of every living thing so does that really help 
anything if you killed half of everything that is alive because technically you just left it at the same ratio basically yeah it's like if you unless there was something where it was just half of humanity and i'm just remembering it wrong no i heard somewhere too where he all life bugs insect uh, insects animals or uh plant life all that stuff yeah so it was just like down to the half and it's just like dang like you didn't really fix anything you just no. left at the same ratio just half of it it should have just been half of all sentient beings because ultimately that's what kills everything yeah you know once anyways uh but going actually back on Endgame. so there's an article not, not even an article i think it was a post um on twitter about how so the time suits that they wear in Endgame, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's every scene with, scene with the time suits or only some of them, but they were the suits were CGI. Like that's they were CGI. They weren't actual like they weren't physical suits. I feel like the times that they would have been CGI is in the specific shots where they have their outfits, and then the CGI or then the time suit comes out. Like it, it just morphs onto their body. I feel like that has to be CGI. So, so the image I was in the the post was when they're all walking to the time machine the first time. The shots that were in the trailer, mm-hmm. um, because I guess since it was filmed right after Infinity War, the actors didn't really know or they didn't really know what they were going to wear for the thing. So mm-hmm. they just had them in their normal outfits. So like Captain America is wearing his Captain America outfit. Thor is in his bathrobe. You know, um, and then they just added the. Uh, the suits on top of it, which I think is really, it's really cool and really interesting because, you know, we had an animated suit back in Green Lantern. You remember that? The green, did you ever see Green Lantern? The, the, the one Ryan with Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that one like twice, I think. Yeah. When I first saw it, I did like it, but over time, I was just like, yeah, it's kind of a cheesy movie. Yeah. And the suit, the suit is all CGI and it's terrible. It looks terrible. They made a joke about it in Deadpool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So to get from that point to then now where, they're they're cgi and i didn't notice i didn't know i couldn't tell yeah i thought it was actually a real suit yeah like we progressed to that point and then like there's still people trying to be like oh that's stupid like you should always have physical excuse me physical you know props and sets and everything costumes but it's like and I, and i don't disagree with that i think physical stuff is way better it looks better usually but if you can't tell it's cgi is it really a bad thing yeah um people have put in the argument like i even know chase said it on our pilot here where it's like it's too much cgi and i'm just like it's too much cgi is a bad thing like not necessarily like there are some movies that are totally built on cgi like avatar that whole movie with the exception of the actors in their normal form it's CGI and it's freaking beautiful. It's gorgeous. It pushed CGI to its limits back when it came out and no one said anything, right? Aside that it was really, really good and no one expected it to be as good as it was. And people are just like, the prequels, oh, CGI, terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't think that's a valid argument. I think what someone else had pointed out was like, if you use it right or if it looks good, like it's fine even if it looks terrible i think it you could get away with it but it's the story itself that makes or breaks the movie as long as it's not distracting from the story and everything else it's not a bad thing i mean it's easier and cheaper to create a lot of these things with cgi you yeah. know and like yeah it's cheaper it saves money and it could look 
just as good, if not maybe a little bit better to the point where you can't tell the difference, you know. Like John Favreau said with making Iron Man 1, they're giving him like the rendered uh, look of the Iron Man suit and he's like, the lighting doesn't look right. Like it's not in the right places. And he said in an interview and the specialist told him that's the actual suit. Like that's not CGI. And that's what he said, you know, and that's when I realized that like CGI has come to the point where you can't even tell the difference anymore. Um, and there are some movies that have really good CGI and some that's just really, really bad. And you know what? Someone also made an argument or did a comparison of like Star Wars prequels versus like Avengers, like all the different movies and some other movies like Avengers had more CGI stuff than the prequel movies did of Star Wars. And it made it was like fine. Like no one bats an eye. Yeah. But the movies did come out like quite a few years apart. And so the CG in Avengers doesn't always look good, but looks better than most of the prequels generally. But then again, I don't know. I've never really like had a problem with the CGI in the prequels, mainly because I, I was never... a kid when they came out, so I just didn't care. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, feel like so much of the prequels are CGI that it's like it all still looks fine because everything is CGI to begin with. It's like you're not, aside from actors, there's very few physical <laughs> aspects to you know the prequels there actually are a lot like some of the sets were real like palpatine's throne room or office whatever you want to call the it the geonosis coliseum was actually a real set yeah that was a miniature and yeah it's even a miniature. the the pod race track was a miniature you know but a, a lot of it cgi anyway so it's like that's why like the clone troopers that's i didn't man that was the one thing i wish that wasn't cgi but I wish they weren't CGI just because it makes costumes and stuff a lot more difficult when they're not real people. Yeah. Um, but, like, they generally didn't look terrible because they were also on digital backdrops. Yeah. You know, if anything, it's the real actors that look terrible. But it, you think we're ever going to get to a point to where we just have people in mocap suits just running around with a green screen in the background? I mean, they're already doing it in movies. Heck, they did it for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't think we'll ever get to the point where that's the main way we're making movies. But, I mean, a lot of movies are made that way. You know, a lot of movies are just CGI. It just depends on the movie. Like, Avatar, like, that's what James Cameron decided to do. And it pulled off. Like, it was. it's one of the top-grossing movies of all time. It's the number one. I thought Endgame just beat it. Endgame may have beaten it recently. But last last time that I looked, it, it, was, it just surpassed uh, Titanic. Yeah, uh, James Cameron, he made a, an acknowledgement. It's like, thank you. You know, the real the real, real Titanic was sunk by an iceberg and, and Endgame just sunk my Titanic. Like, ah. he made a comment about that. And yeah. he's like, congratulations, you know, like, you know, you're doing a good job or whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, like, it, it depends on the movie. And I think if the movie is done right, people are not going to give a crap about the CGI. But if the movie's crap, people are going to talk crap about the CGI. Like I, I always see that there's a correlation there, um, which is sad. Yeah, and like physical props definitely generally look better, you know, because you don't have the issues with CGI, like with lighting. That's the main thing at, at this point. It's just lighting, mm-hmm. getting lighting to look good and sometimes textures as well. But if the lighting doesn't fit, then everything just gets thrown off. Sorry about that. Dom's ringtone. He didn't mute his phone. My bad. Anyways. 
I, I lost my the train of thought just like was lost by Pokemon. It, it wasn't even lost. It just stopped like it. Yeah. Um, so I went back on the uh, CMAX website because I saw that the first episode of our podcast of this podcast is actually finally live on CMAX. Um, and I went back and I was like, let's go look at swords and lasers. <laughs> and oh boy. So the funny thing is just going. I went to the first episode that we ever made, to the last episode we ever made, and the difference is funny. It is, it's great. It's like the first episode, the production value is there. We're like switching between cameras. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, different angles. The the audio sucked, but generally we're all hyped up. We're doing this podcast. Yeah. It's great. And then the last episode, I'm literally just like sitting there like, we're here. Like we didn't set anything up. We just kind of came in here, and uh, I don't know what's going on. Like, the first half of the podcast is just us ranting about how we have no idea what's going on. Right. It's just funny yeah. to go between those two, you y- know? You know, I noticed that along the way in terms of, uh, oh, dang it, what was it? Um, yeah, the production value, like, it definitely changed, but that was just because, like, it was all recorded. We weren't going live, you know? and it was a lot of work just for me to edit it was i perfect at it no but it was just like it took a long time to put it together i was essentially re-watching those episodes for hours at a time and it sucked well yeah <laughs> i did one multi-cam edit of an episode and i hated it it's just not time that i wanted to spend neither did i you know uh it was a labor of love but it got tedious yeah got super tedious apparently zach says he saw some uh hands clip through some things in the newest episode of game of thrones i'll have to go watch that because i've not I, seen that i heard about that yeah hands clipping well maybe was that, that a thing did i not know about this so you're caught up on game of thrones then? Yes. okay so the only thing i know about hands is that you see a shot with jamie and you see his actual hand in the shot when it's supposed to be cut off Oof. that's that's what i heard well that sucks yeah, I feel like if anything, there should be a. <laughs> um, it's the glove CG. <laughs> I I always I think I saw an image of it on Facebook where it looks like really grayed out, and I'm just like, dude, like how did the production team miss that? How did the production team miss the Starbucks cup, st- Starbucks cup on the damn table? So, I, I w- okay. One, there's a ton of stuff going on. On a set, at a time, that's a fact. You know, it's right. easy to miss yeah, that stuff. Yeah. I don't know who they have doing, like, continuity on the set, if they have anyone doing continuity aside from, like, the directors, because, duh. But I don't think... I, I, I noticed it the first time, but I didn't put it together that it was a coffee cup. I think I looked at the object briefly, and I was like, that's a weird candle, and then just, like, went back to, like, what was actually happening. You know what? If... If I, I can already tell you, if I didn't see the damn Facebook post about a Starbucks cup being in the shot, when it comes to seeing that episode, I can guarantee you I would not have guessed. I would have never thought of it as a, as a Starbucks cup because looking at the image, I saw the image first and then the post, and I couldn't tell you that it was a Starbucks cup until someone just scrutin like really peeked in there to see that it was a Starbucks cup, and I'm like, damn. That's yeah. Now I can't unsee that. Yeah, and like, 
I, it's one of those things where you're you're looking at the characters and what they're doing. Like you're you're, you're focusing gonna... on that unless you're really one of those people who just like looks around everywhere to look for a damn problem. Right. And Game of Thrones, I feel like, has been pretty good for like the pro- the amount of production that it's had. I don't think it's had too many, you know, slip ups or like goofs like this. Right. It's been pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's fine. I think people need to stop freaking out about it. But look, what HBO just needs to do is when they uh, release the Blu-ray season eight copy of this, if they at least remove Jamie's hand and digitally remove the cup, I think we'll be good. According to Zach, they apparently Jamie hugs a character and it looks like they might have turned too much and you could see that his hand. That's that sucks. But clipping's a big problem. If you've ever done anything in three D, clipping's you try to hide the clipping. Yeah. Because it happens. Like at least in my experience with what I've worked on personally and then studying like Star Wars the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I studied that show and like meticulously watched its animation and the modeling and everything. Um and it's like there are scenes in the Clone Wars where you see people move in poses that aren't physically possible. Like something is clipping. Like I always think about the droids. When the droids lay f- like flat on their back and their their arms go out, right? Because they're just ragged all their limp. Mm-hmm. Um their their arms, as far as I understand and as far as I see them, they can't they can't do that motion. Like they can't move their shoulders past like here. You know, if they go like this, that's impossible. Yeah. It's clipping through. It's just you just try and hide it like clones holding guns. If you're holding a gun like this, but you've got armor, your bicep pads are gonna morph into your uh torso, you know. You're curious? Is that the correct term? Curious? I don't know. There's a term for it for your chest plate, whatever. You know, that goes around your torso, your upper chest. Yeah. It's gonna clip through that. Like you physically cannot hold a gun with upper arm. It would resist. Armor. Yeah, yeah exactly. physics. I mean, if you see anyone in cosplay armor, you know, they can't aim like this. They can't go they're always just like their arms out to their side because you just physically can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you try and hide that stuff anyways. Apparently there was also clipping uh, or no, the clipping thing was when one character was riding a dragon. Oh, that makes sense. CG animals are difficult, you know. The, like the dragons in Game of Thrones are pretty, they're pretty good. You know, I, I can't really speak, but because you actually haven't. Well, I mean, I've only ever seen them because of the first three seasons. They definitely um, get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they looked really. You can definitely tell it was CGI, like, not super great quality at the end of season one. Season two, they looked a little bit better. So now season three, where they're, like, a little, like, like adolescents. Like, they, they're, they're, they're getting better. Yeah. Uh, just people writing CG animals is difficult in general, as you can imagine, you know? But I think uh, the dragons, at least they used to be, the made in Cinema 4D, which is a 3D modeling program that I learned how to 3D model in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I, I, that that might have been part of their marketing. Uh, with the first few seasons, they was made in Cinema 4D. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still are. Maybe not. Yeah, it is. It is curious. See, I just it's it's the pronunciation. Like I always pronounce it as curious or curious, but I don't think that's how it's pronounced. I think it's pronounced a certain there's a flair to it. You know. 
I don't know. I don't. Like I don't curry. Cur- like mm. curious. There's the, yeah. I don't know. That mm. yeah. It's just minor detail. Just <laughs> minor detail. There's a pronunciation thing that you know someone will tell me later on. That's like oh no, it's pronounced like this. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to talk about some stuff that you weren't sure if you wanted to bring up, but we're going to bring it up because I'm forcing you to do it. Okay. Um, sheesh, how much time we got left? We got 18 minutes. Okay. Roughly. Roughly. Okay, man. You know, how about this? Of the, of nope. the topics that I brought up, you pick one of them. Which topics did you bring up? Are you talking about the ones I mentioned off off mic? All. Dom said he wanted to talk about social justice warriors, so that's what we're going to talk about next. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to start a spark with that one. Um, I don't know. I've just been seeing a lot of things lately, like on YouTube, people talking about social justice warriors and just how they're just like super, super extreme. And and I can kind of see that, just kind of like with the whole idea with the petitions, like it's getting out of hand. I think the social justice warriors, you know, trying to push for like extreme, like pure diversity or you know, more f- female leads or whatever, like empowerment. Like I totally get where they're coming from. Like I know women have been looked down upon, people of color, all that stuff. I totally get, totally do. It's just that when I constantly see it on social media where it's just like pure persons are racist, persons are racist, or you know what, not enough diversity. I, it just gets tiring, man. Just like with these petitions, like if you're going to force a, person of color as a as a character or whatever just to push an agenda i feel like it takes away from the movie at that point because in my mind like you're pushing it a political thing it's not for the story anymore is there a petition no i'm just saying that as an example uh you know um like brie larson you know who played um captain marvel she made a whole point where it's just like you know more females and whatnot or uh, was it Jordan Peele or the other guy where he said like he wouldn't have a white lead in his in his movie or whatever? Like I totally get where they're coming from, but it's just like it's becoming more a political agenda than it is now about storytelling. Yes, uh, I know Brie Larson was definitely and the character of Captain Marvel was a huge subject of that. Like, okay, if you look at any comments about Captain Marvel, they are almost all about not about her necessarily as a character, but more about that SJW sort of agenda. Um, you know, I I have mixed opinions on this. Uh, I definitely believe that like diversity and giving like more roles to giving females more roles and like diversifying things in general right is fantastic yeah and i think like we, we need that i think that that is great um but i definitely agree to where it's like but are you doing it to are you just doing it for like the marketing right is it just because yeah. we're gonna have a female lead because that's what the people like it's like it's not you're not doing it for diversity you're doing it because people like diversity yeah. but you're not doing it because you want it to be diverse you're doing it because of money right yeah because of that agenda i 
guess I. It's it's a really touchy subject, and it's really difficult to articulate what I'm thinking. And that's why I'm saying, at least for my best way of articulating, is like I totally am pro diversity. Like I'm not saying I don't want an Asian person, I don't want a black person or a Mexican person. Heck, I'm Mexican, and I don't Are care you? what. Yes, I'm wearing whitewashed <laughs> Mexican. Uh, but like I I don't care if the if I see ten movies in a row and the main actor is white. I don't care. I'm there for the story. If the person happens to be black fine if it has to be asian fine i don't care just give me a good story you know but if i find out like ahead of time like yeah the director says yep uh, spoke uh, definitely picked this person blah 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 because they're white or whatever it's just like okay now it's just a story all over again like you know you're now i'm already taken out of the movie like, like there is an argument to be made about and i say this lightly like reverse discrimination right and people are going to say that it's not a thing right and that's why i mean i say it lightly let me try and articulate what i mean um so you mentioned jordan peele saying that he would not have a white lead now i don't understand the context of when he said that so keep that in mind when i say what i'm going to say um so obviously like for the store for his movies it makes sense because his movies do revolve around you know african-americans and like that's him. That's his life. That's how he grew up. So that makes sense. Right. But if it was a general statement about any movie that I make, regardless of what it's about, I will never hi- hire a white actor. That is exactly what we are fighting against with every other e- ethnicity. And no one's really talking about, I mean, I guess at first people were talking about that, you know, when he made that comment, you know, but I think it was when people were talking about, it was just the fact that it's like, he's pushing for, you know, more diversity for more pe- black people to be on screen as the main actors or in general. Right. But what you're bringing up right now, it's like, yeah, you know, we're fight, we're trying to combat racism, but then this guy over here, he's saying he specifically doesn't want a white actor in his lead role. Isn't that technically racism? Doesn't mean that he hates them, but he's saying the comment, you know, it's like, it's what people would frown upon today if a white person said it. So we're like, like we're trying to make things more diverse, and we're trying to, we're trying to break down those barriers of okay, you're white, so we're you know we're more likely to give you the role, and more just a general, you are a person, you are a people of the planet Earth. Yeah. So we want to hire you for the role, which is great, and that's what we need to do. Yeah. However, there's also a point to where we start trying to make up for the lack thereof diversity and equality i guess is a better word from the past and that's where we start to get into well no like we we don't need to make up for anything we if if we want to truly progress right if we want to progress forward leave the past behind we need to just everything is equal right it doesn't matter if you're white black green or blue you have the opportunity just the same as you know everyone yeah but some people kind of take that and they try and like, okay, well we haven't had um, like, we haven't had a lot of Asian actors in lead roles in this amount of time. So let's just start only hiring Asian actors for lead roles and that then call that diversity when it's not because that is making up for the fact that they weren't there before. Lack of numbers basically. Exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned it because I saw a video about it um, last week or the week before and I didn't know how to put it into words because I was trying to talk about it with someone where, like, it, there is reverse racism, and I just couldn't. And I was also talking about, like, 
isn't it taking racism if someone doesn't want a white person or whatever? And they were trying to tell me that no, because like you know these people are want want to be represented. But then this guy talks about basically what you just said, like for numbers, like that it's not truly quality. It's it's not because then at that point you're just doing it for the numbers. If you're doing it for the numbers, then it's not right. Yeah. Um. Because he, he this guy he's a, a social uh, social science professor. He gave an example where students in a public school they were scrutinized by um the the presidency at the time i'm not going to say it because i don't want to get too political into it uh to where they got targeted which is like hey you, you know your male to female ratio of discipline is too too far your your males are more disciplined than your females you have to balance those numbers out so then as a result the school let boys off more easily but they disciplined the girls even harder um and then he's like is that technically right then just to adjust the numbers like just to make yourselves look good no and then the guy said actually this is just a fabrication that i just created you know just a scenario but here's one that that actually did happen so basically he was saying like this is not true diversity it's not equal um and that's just what really ticks me off is just like when you are being forced to do something or you're forcing something that's what really ticks me off just let it be you know and i that's where I'm just like, just let it be, let things play out. You know, I think there should be equality and fairness for everybody, despite what you, what, what you look like, where you come from. And I think you should be picked for your merit as you, who you are as a person, no matter where you come from. Yeah. Um, we, we definitely, um, try, I totally had a thought and, and I left. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we also, I feel like don't always take one uh, and I'm sure with, with the Jordan Peele thing when it's like, Oh, you know, I'm not going to hire any white actors. Right. People would say like, okay, well now white actors, now we know what it feels like to some extent, like how, you know, African-American community has felt, you know, forever. But that, that is not progressive. That is not, it may feel good because it's like, ha, now you know how, you know, it's like if I got shot in the leg and then I shot you in the leg, right. Mm, it's like, yeah. ha, now you know what it feels like. But that doesn't help anyone. No, that's not. That is not progress. That is not true. Progressive progressivism is that a word? It's not being progressive, right? Right. But also um, going with what you said, with like the male to female imbalance, maybe in in a work environment, for instance, right? Yeah. It's really. It. I feel. I feel like people try and make it a black and white argument of just numbers, right? Yeah. If you have a hundred people in the workplace and seventy-five percent of them are male and only twenty-five percent are female, that is imbalanced, which is true. But have you? You have to go deeper than that and look at okay, well, within that field, how many males are there compared to females? And right. it's like if there's already an imbalance in numbers at that point, then there's going to be an imbalance when it comes to the workplace. Yeah. It's not just black and white now you could argue that the reason why the numbers are imbalanced are because the barrier to entry right it's like there may there may not be as many african-american actors uh versus you know uh caucasian actors because it's easier to get into the industry which i can't speak on that because i'm not in the industry so i cannot speak on what struggles people go through but if i'm looking at it from that surface level it's like well there just aren't as many african-american actors compared to caucasian actors which is just a thing again i understand that could be because the barrier to entry is higher but disregarding that because i can't speak on that because i'm not in there Mm. it's different it's it's already imbalanced so 
and then another thing that that can be pointed out just like what about just interest you know what any Mm -hmm. particular field you know if you think about um heavy work work labor you know like construction i'm pretty sure 90 percent of the workers are male are you going to force a woman to work that you, you you tell that to a group of women, they may you just get upset, like, no, how can you put a woman through that? Like, no, that's terrible. You know what? Like, a woman should be to have to do hard labor or whatever. You know, it's, and then uh, any, there's just so many variables in, in, in the workforce, and then you want true equality. You got 100 people, like you said. Well, then that means you should, if you want true equality, then one person has to be white, one person has to be black, one person has to be Asian, Mexican, blah, 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 go down the chain, and you fill those 100 slots. Well, then let's say a, a person, number 100 leaves, right, for whatever reason. They hire, they want to hire a new candidate. You get another 1,000 people to apply, and you don't, uh, you don't want to hire one of these other people because you already have a person of that ethnicity in there to begin with. Well, what about they're just as qualified to do the job as these other 99 people? You know, that's unfair. You know, that's why it ticks me off. Um you know, you're, you're eliminating the chance of another good person to come in, you know, and then, and another thing that I realized is that on a job application, it says the employer would not discriminate based on sex, you know, uh, uh, background or sexual orientation. You force, you are forcing yourself to pick a certain race or gender because for numbers, then you're going against your own application, like your own policy. Yeah. And I mean, that's always kind of the weird thing with that stuff is like, it's all dependent on the person. That's just what they like. They write on the legal thing. Uh, real quick, I want to read. Zach told me that the quote was uh, that he doesn't want to cast white dudes because he's seen that movie, which I understand. I kind of get that because it's like Caucasian leads, you know, and movies have that. That's basically what we've had, right? That's been the majority. So telling those stories from a different, uh, from like an African-American perspective, right? Because perspectives are different. That makes sense. So I understand the quote. Yeah. Um, no, no, I was not saying that Jordan Peele is at all wrong in what he said or, or bad. I was saying in the way that it was presented to me. Yeah. If you were taking that quote as just the raw quote, then there there you go. Uh, just kind of clearing the air on that. Another random thing, you mentioned um, construction and like uh, women in construction. Uh, this isn't construction related, but I think there is something going around. I don't know if it was just a rumor, but that women are now going to have to sign up for the draft the united states draft i heard something about that a while yeah. back yeah, well, there you go <laughs> i mean i mean great you know yeah oh wait wait wait. like like it's gonna that women are gonna be forced or are they wanting to be no el- that just as eligible as men to sign up for the draft no because you know how as men and we have to do at 18 we, yeah yeah we have to so is it it's, uh, it's gonna it being be the same thing for women so they're being forced to do it not that women want to do it yes yeah which is i mean a fair example of equality Equality. yeah you know not saying anything bad about that just saying that's a that's That's a thing thing. that's an example you know uh interesting argument it's a really touchy subject hopefully we didn't offend anyone because that's not our goal that those are just our opinions i guess i should just clarify that you know i'm gonna say that there's just something i want to talk about in general because i've just been thinking about it for a while and it just frustrates me with just like social justice words whether at the i feel like it's too much it frustrates me when people say and i won't go too deep into this but like with black panther right i loved black panther yeah, i thought a it was a movie. fantastic movie i thought it was a fantastic movie because it was a fantastic movie not yeah. because the majority of the cast were was, you know um 
like you know i don't yeah. that's not the reason but that's the reason that i heard a lot of people say but yeah. like it was great because of how uh progressive or diverse it was which it was good but not for that reason to me and, and you know what they used which to- could be i admit because i am white i am the straight white male so i maybe have a different perspective on that that's yeah. just me you know one thing i'll put on that is that there's so much focus on on the negative side of things like the negative views like you know we're not represented enough it's just like well what about the times you were represented you know in the past, past several decades like people talk about black panthers like yeah you know it's a really progressive movie you know mostly uh african-american cast you know you got a lead black actor you know blah blah blah, blah. i'm just like well, did you forget about blade like I had three movies. Yeah. Well, Black you know? Panther two was like the civilization of Wakanda. That's what they are. They that's their ethnicity. That's you know the thing. It's that's that's how it was written, which is how it should be. Movies should be written, or actors should be cast because that is how the character was written, not because not because you know you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. I or yeah. <laughs> No, exact thing. Blade was a horrible movie, by the way. I'm, I actually didn't really watch the movies. I've only seen snips and bits of them. I'm not saying they're great movies, but I'm just like, you know, there are good things that have happened before. You should tr- also acknowledge that just as much as you're trying to acknowledge the bad, because other than that, you're overshadowing it. You're just adding more. You're kitchen sinking at that point. You're adding more problems than, than what I think are necessary. Yeah. Also, just again to clarify, because this is a touchy subject, I do think Black Panther. I, the fact that it was so diverse and it had such a large cast that was, uh, you know, African American or black or whatever, is fantastic. I, I think that's a great thing. It gave a lot of people opportunities. Fantastic thing. Yeah. I don't think that's what made it a great movie, though. You know, if that makes sense. I think it was a great movie because of the storytelling. Exactly. Anyways, we do have to wrap it up. Again, hopefully we didn't offend anyone. That's always I always get nervous when talking about this stuff because I I definitely don't have any ill will. To, like I don't think badly on the topics on the topic right of like diversity because i do think that we need more of it i think it's great that we are getting more of it uh but it's just some of the ways that people handle it right and i hope i get that across with what i say and what you say as well yeah because i know sometimes when we talk about this and you say negative things about it it can sound like we are against it no when like we're not I, at all like, like I said, at all at all yeah just just let me point it out in case it wasn't clear before like i'm totally pro having you know female leads uh you know different ethnicity leads like totally for that it's just that when you make it an agenda it just gets annoying because it's the same thing i'm hearing over and over and i think it's too much um just 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 tone it down just tone it down yeah hopefully that was said well enough but that is going to wrap it up for us on the digital century podcast episode three thank you everyone for watching uh watching live listening wherever you happen to be we do appreciate it and we'll see you guys next time go watch the first episode because that's actually live now you can you can uh you can watch that if you're listening to this or watching to this um as we're making it but that's going to do it we'll see you guys next time i'm going to go to the music take care